Uh, my name is Michelle McCarriac. I'm the editor of Technologies for Worship magazine, and we're uh, very excited to be taking part in this. Um, and I'm happy to host uh, some very good friends of mine, Tim Adams and Ricky Perrinchief. Both are uh, integrators who are fully devoted to excellence in church technology, and um, I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves. So Tim, let's start with you. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm Tim Adams. I'm the owner of Tomato Systems, and I've been working in church tech as a volunteer almost nonstop for over 24 years. Uh, started in audio, moved to video, um, learned lighting, and then I learned projection. So that's me in a nutcase, or a nutshell, I guess. I'm a bit of a nutcase. <laughs> nice. And I'm Ricky Perrinchief. Uh, my, uh, I'm CEO and founder of Proton Global Media Group here in Ocala, Florida. We're about 70 miles north of Orlando. And uh, just uh, I was a pastor's kid growing up, still am, and uh, grew up in church my whole life, basically, and um, really were, was, was excited to... Um, start my father's uh, TV ministry back in uh, the late 90s and been working full-time in broadcast and turned that into a consulting and systems integration career um, over the last 15 years or so and just uh, excited to do ministry and, and to help partner with ministries all over the world to uh, help them just get get better at what they do and uh, help think differently and and we're, we really I guess specialties specialties uh, we're really specialists at, um, uh, you know, having churches think outside the box and doing things creatively, especially with, with creative budgets. Super. So, and uh, for myself, full disclosure, um, I have been the editor of Technologies for Worship magazine uh, on and off since the magazine started in the early 90s. Um, I consider the last uh, 13 years with the magazine my second tour of duty. And uh, our focus is always to encourage uh, church volunteers, uh, worship leaders, pastors to learn as much as they can about the tech that they're using and to rely on experts like Tim and, and Ricky uh, to help them choose their products, implement the products properly and um, safely. So today is not going to be like a traditional sort of podcast where I'm just going to be asking a lot of questions. Um, it's going to be more conversation uh, between Tim and Ricky. They have a lot of stories to share. Um, they have a lot of expertise. So we're just going to sort of, I don't want to say wing it, but we're just going to talk. And um, I think maybe we should start with why it is really important for churches to um, work with integrators because it's not as expensive as you think it's going to be and it probably will save you money in the long run if you if you do so um, maybe since Tim introduced himself first we'll start with Ricky this time and maybe Ricky can throw in um, the first ball and and Tim can pick it up sure be glad to so I would say that uh, 23 years ago or so, when 24 years ago, when I first started looking at television ministry uh, for our church, we ended up calling a lot of our friends around the country and asked them, um, you know, hey, what, what integrator did you use? What equipment do you have? Who would you recommend? And it was sad because a lot of people who, 
you know, every church has a story. And a lot of times we, we get this on quite a bit. And I'm sure Tim can, can uh, confirm this as well. You get the, you get churches who say, well, you know, we're, we're thinking about going to the integrator, but we also have, you know, a friend of a friend of our worship pastor is a guy who knows a guy who knows a lady who, who taught a guy who trained a person who did this. And they always had these things. So they, they sometimes go a different route. And, and that route a lot of times is, um, is the harder route and it's the more agonizing route because it is a, a route full of, uh, of unknowns and, um, you know, some, a lot, a lot of times amateur type approaches and turning to somebody who does it full time to, who knows the church, um, how churches work, uh, you know, in and out, uh, I think is something that's really set us apart to where, you know, we want to build the trust. We want to understand the intricacies of each and every client. We're not in this for uh, doing cookie cutter designs. Uh, I don't think there's a one, one size fits all approach to integrating um, a church, but um, you know, in doing that, we also have to work within budgets. And uh, my background at our church is not only doing the technological side, but also there's several points after the economic downturn of 2008 where I had to step in and be business manager at our church. So I was, you know, almost fighting against myself because Worship and technology is usually the two main, uh, you know, uh, main sp uh, spending and cash cows of a church. And, uh, you know, to try and balance those things is, is difficult. But, you know, you can make it through. You can be smart with budgets. You can, uh, there's certain things you can start with. And I think having a plan, having a phase plan um, and dealing with somebody who's professional and knows what they're doing is, is the best thing to help save money and to be better stewards of God's money. Oh, I completely agree. Absolutely. And, you know, Michelle, if, if I can, I'll just pick up that ball. Mm -hmm. um, they call us integrators for a reason, and that's because we understand how an audio system needs to integrate with a video system, how a video system needs to integrate with a projection system, and uh, how lighting uh, plays plays a role. And the other issue that I've particularly run into quite a bit uh, with, with the churches that, that I've worked with is that many churches focus on meeting the immediate need and they don't have a long-term vision that they're thinking about, that they're using to strategize their equipment purchases today. And, you know, I think that's where uh, people like Ricky and I kind of set ourselves apart in terms of well, we know somebody that knows how to deal with computers. Well, that's great, but that doesn't automatically translate into knowing all the ins and outs of frame rates and what's the difference between foot candle readings and Lux and, you know, foot Lamberts. What the heck is that? So being able to not only find somebody that knows all that, but has the, the focus on developing a long-term relationship so that you don't have to go out as a church and find the answers when you need them. You can just call somebody like me or Ricky and say, Hey, we're, we're thinking about this. What are your thoughts? You know, what are you seeing in terms of what other churches are doing and, and that kind of thing? So it, it's great to know people that know people that know people, or it's great to know somebody that knows, you know, that's a specialist in this one area, but the advantage of having, a developed relationship or reaching out to an integrator to develop a relationship is that 
they're more of a generalist in that they know a whole lot about a whole lot. You know, they understand uh, this idea of convergence and how all the different tech systems that we have, audio, video, lighting, projection, they're all converging uh, to, to utilize IT backbones and stuff like that. So if you don't have that, that skill set or that knowledge base, you know, it's, it doesn't cost anything to have a relationship with an integrator. And that's what a lot of churches don't understand. Mm -hmm. um, they think, oh, well, you know, it's a professional and that automatically means dollar signs. And uh, the, the truth is that we will help you make better long-term equipment purchases that meet your needs now and that you can build on in the future so that you're not buying, you know, a switcher, a larger switcher because you didn't think that you're going to add two more cameras down the road, a larger audio mixer because you didn't account for five years down the road, you needed another eight channels. So we can actually help you save money in the long run by focusing on long-term value versus lowest price. And, and that makes uh, so much sense to me. You, you know, I talk to churches a fair amount, probably not as much as you guys, but I, I talk to a lot of churches and um, oftentimes when we get talking about the tech they're using, uh, when they're willing to share this information, they'll tell me they're on their third audio system or they're on their third <laughs> camera or, you know, whatever it is. And when we first started the magazine, um, that was sort of a joke was that a church will, most churches will buy three audio systems before they find the one that they want right? So the first one will be the one that they do without the integrator. And then the second one will be the one that they do as the patch up job until they can put the budget together to get the one they really want that the integrators recommended. And um, when I came back to the magazine again, 13 years ago, that I was still hearing that and it, it blew my mind that for the decade that I wasn't editing the magazine, that that hadn't changed. Is that what you guys are seeing when you're working with churches that especially churches where, where they've done or they've tried to do it on their own is, do you see that sort of pattern play out? I, I agree. I mean, that's really, I'm, I'm going to a church tomorrow and I've uh, been consulting them for the last three months or so and they're a large church and they, um, you know, they just, they don't have a plan and they, uh, I think the biggest thing is, is there are personnel changes that happen and that's just a, that's just life. You know, you got tech directors who move on, you have worship pastors who move on. I mean, those, those positions in a church is, is, uh, you know, the averages are, are just, a, just a couple years. And, uh, and a lot of times we have to make sure the system can translate and can go beyond just a single person or a single uh, personality. You know, our goal is to make sure that something is, is, is there and is integrated and is, is, as, as good as they can, I think excellence, you know, like we talk about it being, um, you know, the best thing you can do right now. And, and that's, that's excellence. And everybody has their own approach. And, you know, of course, we hope churches, um, you know, upgrade and, and stay with the times. And, and Tim will tell you that technology changes so fast, uh, you know, especially in so church true. technology. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you got things, you know, right now, I know the latest, I've get, get a lot of calls the last couple months on you know, ProPresenter 7 and things and how do, how do we integrate and what, what's, what hardware do we use and do we need the eGPU and, 
you know, all these things and trying to, you know, cause they see this thing online or see a banner post or see a, an email. And they're like, Oh, I want to do that, but I don't know how. Um, and so we're here to try and, you know, untangle those knots and try and, you know, make life easier and, and, and uh, come alongside the church and have something that's an infrastructure that is set for, for years because it has to be something that is sustainable uh, even in a, a, a culture and a climate that changes so fast. Yeah. Well, and, and just to kind of dovetail on that, Ricky, um, I think it's important that we, we talk about one of the, the hidden advantages of working with an integrator is we can actually decipher product marketing. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> what I mean by that is there's a lot of marketing uh, that that churches are inundated with, especially tech directors and volunteers, worship leaders and pastors that are, you know, more connected into, into the tech world. There's a lot of, I'm not going to call it lies, but there's a lot of potential misdirection, misunderstanding and confusion about mm-hmm. what particular products can actually do and, and what they can't do. You know, marketing will never tell you what a product cannot do. Um, I remember a friend of mine had gotten roped in by some marketing. Uh, manufacturer will remain nameless, but it was advertised as a multi-definition video switcher. And so he needed it in the standard definition capability. And when he uh, received the product, it did not function in SD. He called the manufacturer and they said, oh, well, that functionality, you know, doesn't work right now. And it's like, (laughs) why would you release and market it as a multi-definition product if half the capability is not functional? So there's a lot of gotchas out there and working with an integrator who has experienced those gotchas, you know, kind of let us beat our heads against the wall so you don't have to. (laughs) <laughs> and, but the other important thing is we can steer you away from those products that are not really going to work for your needs. And I also want to comment really quickly here. A lot of churches operate with zero or little budget. I put that in quotes for a reason. <laughs> and because that's the mindset, they have a scarcity mindset instead of an abundance mindset. And, you know, we, as churches, they're constantly fighting this society, this culture that we're in, of get it now. You know, there's no delayed gratification. Save the money, you know, until you can actually buy what you need uh, instead of putting Band-Aids on things. But I just want to comment that a lot of churches are getting roped into this, you know, software as a, you know, a solution for everything uh, mentality. And that does work for a large number of churches, but there are hidden gotchas that go along with that, such as, you know, managing OS updates, making sure your drivers are all up to date. There, there's an active component to that. It's not just, oh, we can get this and it fixes all of our problems. It's very, very rare to find a product that is a panacea, you know, a cure-all like that. That's good. So something that is that I thought might be interesting, uh, especially for churches maybe that haven't worked with integrators before, because, well, we've heard horror stories of churches that haven't used integrators and they end up going way over budget and, uh, 
you know, or, or getting the wrong gear and then having to go back to their congregants and say, you know, we need to rebudget because we made a mistake, which is never fun. Sometimes churches will go to an integrator, but they're not, they're not choosing the right integrator. So how does a church know? Like, what would you say would be the biggest things that a, that a church needs to do, the homework that they need to do before they hire an integrator to do a job for them? I think I'll start on this, Tim, if that's yeah, good. Go for it. Um, well, I, I'm dealing with this now in, in, in several, several different areas. So um, it's interesting because tying into what Tim said earlier about the marketing side, it's not even just about the product marketing. Sometimes it's even about the integrator's marketing. And the and the and the consultants, um, a lot of these AVL guys will say on their resume, "Hey, we did this church, we did this church, we did this church," and that's and they show pictures of it, and it's and a, a, a potential client, uh, you know, another church will look at it and say, "Well, hey, oh, they did them, then boy, they they must be really good," and not and not doing the research enough to call or ask for different leads and ask, say, "Hey, you know, how how was this? Was there?" Uh, were you happy with their job? Did, did, would you hire them again? Are they still, are you still using them for your integration? Um, because a lot of times when you go through a building project, you really see, you know, how these relationships can, can be strained and it just happens, you know, but at the end of the day, it's our responsibility as integrators to make sure that the, the client is happy and to make sure that we're hitting all the goals as we, as, as many as we can within, within the budget that's allotted to us. And, and helping them make, you know, wise decisions. But I want to make sure that as, as our company and, and, and what we do moving forward is giving our, is showing value in what we do to the client. That way, at the end of the day, they can look back and say, man, we, we got through this building project. It was challenging. There were some disagreements. There were some things we learned. And that's always what, what's going to happen because there's a lot of variables in a building project. But going through that together and then coming out the other side is where you really find out, you know, what you're made of. And, and I think if you, if you were to call 99.9% .9 of our clients, you would, you would find out that that is exactly the, the heart that we've had and, and the, the stance that we've taken and we've gotten through it. But, um, you know, I just, in, in calling, it's interestingly enough, years back, I, I, like I said, I called 23, 24 years ago and started calling churches who I knew and different friends of ours or, or people I even saw on broadcast and said, you know what? I wonder if they'd even take my call. So I literally, I even called, this is, you know, like I said, a couple decades ago, I even called Lakewood Church uh, in Houston. Joel Osteen, of course, was the, was the tech director there and was his dad's TV guy. But I just said, you know, I love, love their quality, wonder what they're doing. So I called them and literally their tech director answered my call and talked to me for about 20 minutes and gave me some information that was that was crucial in helping us make a, a wise decision, and that was just a, that was that was somebody helping me taking their own time, um, just by calling them, picking up the phone. So I think some people, um, you know, they don't realize that churches are there to help, and and I think doing your research and finding out who's best and and finding out who's the right fit for you is crucial in the whole process. Yeah, yeah. If if you want. It's an interesting analogy that I've that I'm going to throw out here, but it's a lot like a dating relationship. And in in terms of finding the right integrator, there are a lot of potential pitfalls. There could be a lot of you know personality mismatches. There could be um, situations where I I know 
of some businesses that consult, we'll just leave it there, um, that have a tendency to sell churches just what they have in inventory, mm-hmm. which <clears throat> just because it can work doesn't mean it's the right solution. You know, I remember coming across a very small church um, here in the Northwest that had contacted uh, a, a consultant and they had gotten sold what was in the warehouse and they had put in a lighting system that ran on ArtNet, you know, for something that was like 10 lights. I mean, wow. there's, there's a point where over-engineering becomes ludicrous because, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the dangers that you're going to run into or that you can run into when you don't do your research, you don't find out what other people's experiences have been with this particular uh, uh, consultant or, or integrator. And there are other integrators who are coming or trying to cross over from the corporate side. And so they're focused on, you know, control systems and, and that kind of thing. I, I had a church, um, here in the area that, that had a whole bunch of Extron gear to control their, their projection system. Does it work? Yes. Is it necessary? Is it the best way to do it? Well, that's not a yes or no question. It's a, it depends. It mm-hmm. depends on the unique needs of that church. It, it depends on what capabilities they need to have. Um, in this particular case, it was an over-engineered and unnecessary um, unnecessarily complex system that kind of required an ongoing support contract, if you will, mm-hmm. that because that's, I don't want to say that's how the, that kind of gear is designed, but it tends to be a little more hands-on than, you know, other systems that I feel are a little more adequate or, or better uh, fit for churches. And, integrators, it's kind of like photographers back in the mid 2000s, right? Anybody with a DSLR could call themselves a professional photographer. And it's, it's not about the equipment. And a lot of people don't understand that. What makes a good integrator is, is exactly what Ricky said. It's about that long-term relationship. It's about that focus of the integrator to make sure that the church gets what is right for them. There is no one size fits all video system or audio system or lighting system. You know, systems are built on components. And while we might build similar systems using the same components, how you, as an integrator, how you spec that out, how you distribute those components or how you use those components can vary quite widely depending on the church and their needs. And, um, a good integrator should be able to not only meet your current needs, but ask you questions that will help you think about the future. Things like, Hey, do you, have you ever thought about this? You know, do you need uh, to be able to see the service in the kitchen? Do you have potlucks? Do you need to distribute the signal to another space? Do you, you know, need the ability to live stream and record simultaneously? Do you need, a confidence monitor? Do you need, do you need, do you need? Do you ever see yourselves needing this capability? And 
some churches will look at that and saying, oh, well, they're just trying to upsell us. A good integrator asks those questions to make sure that you don't have to spend money down the road again, you know, on a, on an eight by eight matrix switcher, because, you know, you didn't realize that you needed more outputs than a four by four or a six by six, or maybe a matrix isn't the right way to go. Maybe a scalar is what you need. Do you need fade through black on your scalar? Um, you know, these are things that we as integrators think about and can help you think about because our, our goal is to take what your mission is, your vision for your church, you know, as, as a pastor and bridge the gap with the technical systems that can then support that vision, both near, uh, short-term and long-term. And it, it, you know, do, do your research, call, if you see a certain church that's listed on an integrator's website as, you know, their flagship, like this is what we did, call the church. You know, it, it, it's not going to take you that long, you know, maybe three or four phone calls before you start to get an idea of, yeah, these guys are, are legit, you know, mm -hmm. and definitely ask the questions regarding long-term support because there's a lot of what we call trunk slammers in the industry that they'll have gear in their trunk, they'll go and sell it to a church, and then I've run into this half a dozen times at least. You know, I'll talk to a church and they're really hesitant and wary about working with another integrator uh, because the last time that happened, <laughs> they got the stuff installed and then they never heard from the place again and they couldn't even reach them after the fact when they needed them. And so it, it I'm sure Ricky will back me up on, on this but people like that, I've got a real problem with because mm -hmm. it makes it makes it harder for for those of us who have integrity and those of us who are focused on that long term relationship to to work with churches because they give us a bad name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very true. I think too that uh, you know there's been some times where even <laughs> I was at a church earlier in the year where they uh, were given this speaker system. Uh, and the, the guy just wanted a tax write-off. So he was a, he was a business. It was like a, some sort of DJ or something. It was closing up his shop and, you know, but they, they asked me, said, well, so what do you think we could put these up? I'm like, no, these are the, you, your speakers. You have flown are much better than these speakers. And, and I, well, you know, we talked about upgrading or doing some more. So this isn't an upgrade. This is, <laughs> it's as nice. It was free, but you know, free is not always the best thing as well. Um, and then the other thing I want to kind of get into is, is even in this, this, this post COVID world here where we're, you know, kind of dealing with navigating through all this, um, you know, live streaming services has been one of the big topics that I've gotten calls on the last, you know, three, four months. Um, mm -hmm. I think some churches were prepared, uh, and others were either ill prepared or not prepared at all. Um, and you got that reactionary thing. I think even in looking at, uh, stock levels, and looking at, at sales uh, sheets and things and looking at, at what, what happened is to see all these cameras, no matter what it is, and cameras are hard to get right now just it's because true. people started like, well, all right, they don't have that in stock. Let me try another one. And they, they went through, you know, sometimes nine, 10, 12 cameras before they got down to, well, Hey, this is in stock. Let's just order this one. And, uh, and I think that's, I've, I've seen this trend the last few years of, you know, just because Facebook live is there and it's free doesn't necessarily mean it's a good option to live stream your services. Um, because like Tim said, it's not just about the gear you use. 
it's also about some of the methods behind it. And, and I come from a broadcast background. I've won a couple Emmy Awards in editing and directing, and that was my, my previous life. I worked with some great, great clients over the last 20, 23, 24 years. But in that, in that respect, there are certain things I bring to the table just because broadcast is one of our strengths. Um, that you have to, you, there, there are certain things like when we teach directing, when we teach, you know, uh, camera operators and we go through systems and workflows we're, we're coming from an approach of what this is if this is if you're on television you know if I, I'm teaching them right now today as if they're broadcasting on television 20 something years ago because this is the new medium Facebook live YouTube streaming to your own website streaming to your app you know these are things that I remember going to NAB I think about 23 24 years ago was my first time I went and I remember going and and hearing them talk about, well, you know, in the future is going to be not just an animal channel. There's not going to be even just a dog channel. There will be a golden retriever channel. It'll be specific content. But nobody knew what that looked like. And nobody, that was in the television days. And nobody knew about the internet taking over and having this whole thing merge. And now think about the stuff you have access to at your home. You know, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and all those things and Disney Plus. Um, this content that's able to be readily available, even these feature films now during COVID being released and, and charging a higher price to be able to bring it home to the family. Um, so, so there's things changing. And I think a big part of what Tim and I's job is, is to keep on the cutting edge and, and always be learning. Um, we're always learning, not just in, you know, in the reading magazines or, or going to trade shows or talking with our reps and, and, and testing and demoing gear that we're sent but also we're learning from, from our clients as well, because we're learning a lot of times, you know, interestingly enough, being a pastor's kid, sometimes it's, you know, oh, you're a PK. Oh, PKs are usually the worst. You know, they're usually the most rebellious kid. Well, and, and that's, that is true. I, I won't argue with those things, but my, my sister and I really strive to be, you know, let's, let's look at this instead of, okay, mom and dad are always gone or they're always meeting with people or counseling or whatever you know, let's look at it as we are privileged to have a front row seat into ministry and we're able to see the, ch the choices people make and the, the, uh, the things they have to live with from the, and the consequences of those choices. And I think that's kind of the same thing we do even in the technological side. We look at mistakes churches have made. We look at, uh, we look at the, the choices they made, right or wrong, and we kind of file those away and say, you know what, we're privileged to, to know this stuff and we're going to make sure going forward that our clients are better prepared, you know, and, and, and to make the right choice and make a, a well-informed decision. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. Uh, I, I just want to dovetail real quick on that, Michelle. Um, the other, I think it's also important to understand that any good integrator will also admit that they've made mistakes, mm. you know, and, but they've learned from that you know, and, and based on those mistakes or experiences with particular pieces of gear, they'll make their recommendations based on that, you know, so that mm -hmm. they, the churches don't have to suffer uh, this, the same calamity, if you will, because I've, I've had some doozies in my experience, <laughs> but um, you know, we're human too. And um, I, I think, a lot of churches have a tendency, a lot of leaders have a tendency to focus on perfection. You know, we want a perfect service every single week. And it's like, okay, first off, perfection this side of heaven, not, not going to happen. So <laughs> right. 
that's not that shouldn't even be on the table excellence however mm. that is very much on the table because that leaves room for grace that leaves room for learning and improvement so let's aim for excellence you know let's learn from our mistakes because hey we're all human we all need grace we all need um the ability to learn and to grow so i just want to throw that in there tune in next week for part two of this podcast for more information on technologies for worship visit tfwm.com to learn more about tfx connections visit churchfacilitiesexpo.com